Welcome back to Just Fantasy Baseball. Your host, Colby Olson, as well as Clay Snowden. Clay, before we get into today's episode of talking about some of the hottest names on the waiver wire, I want to bring up Max Scherzer going to the Texas Rangers yeah. and how insane of a trade that is, right? The Mets and Steve Cohen and all of his billions of dollars are sending Max Scherzer to the Rangers. They're paying $34.5 million or something like that to the Rangers over the next two years. And in return for that money, plus Max Scherzer's services, they are getting Luis Angel Acuna, Ronald's brother, in return, a shortstop with a pretty nifty glove and some decent offensive upside. I mean, just an insane trade. So I wanted to mention that today's episode is sponsored by Billions. One of my favorite TV shows on Showtime is returning for its seventh and final season on August 11th and is loosely based off of Steve Cohen and his firm. So today's episode is sponsored by Billions. Yeah, he, um, he, we, we all, I don't know, praise is the right word, but like me as a, just a fan of baseball I was like, this is awesome. Like he's spending a bunch of money. He's obviously like a fan to an extent, right? Like this guy, as much as we can, talk poorly about him and certain things he does. Like he is spending the money. I mean, I know so, some people do you and I don't. He's You're spending the money to, to put together a good baseball team. Does. And he finally realized it's just not happening this year. So what can he do? Well, I'm just going to spend even more money to get a better prospect back. So now he's just going to like potentially just buy a farm system, which is going to be really interesting. Something we've never really seen before. Like someone just going out there like, Spending millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars for one prospect is really cool in a way. Like, it's awesome. So, yeah. I promise we will get to fantasy baseball. But what the hell are the Mets going to do from a pitching standpoint? Because at this point, I think they should go all in. Trade Verlander. Do the same thing. Spend a bunch of money to send him somewhere else. Send him back to Houston for all I care. But. They should do it. They should blow it up, get a pitching prospect in return. They need pitching desperately. And Verlander is going to be, what, 41 next season. Just blow it all up. You're clearly not going to be good this year. You're clearly not going to be good with the same team or actually a worse team next year. So I hope they blow it up. I love what Steve is is doing there in New York because it's exciting. Even though it didn't work out this year, it's so exciting that you just got to respect it. But anyways, Clay, yeah, we got to get into talking about fantasy baseball. I have... A name right off the bat for you that I want to see if you can guess who this is. Okay. I like this. 286, 374, 531, 150 WRC plus, 13 home runs, 11 stolen bases. He's an outfielder in the American League. I don't know. I have no idea. This is on the year. Is this Riley Green? This, no, but he's been crushing it. This is one of the more underrated players in baseball, Chaz McCormick of the Houston Astros. Fire. He has been really good. He's a great defender. Like he just gets zero love. I don't know why people don't ever talk about him. He was good last year. And like I think he had like a 108 WRC plus last year. Like a solid player, but like his glove makes him I know we're talking fantasy, but like just overall, he's one of the more underrated players. And he can bring you a little bit of pop, a little bit of stolen base. And the 286 average, like he's going to help, you know, help you in the average department as well. So 
Chas McCormick's a player that I just do not think it's nearly enough love. And he's pretty just like solid. Like I don't see him like falling off a cliff or anything. No, dude, I think that people don't, including myself, don't give Chaz McCormick credit because his name is Chaz McCormick and he hits in the <laughs> bottom of this Astros lineup and is known as a defense first player. And dude, in the month of July, he has been unreal. Like I've been talking about how good Tristan Casas has been and shout out to Tristan because he continues to mash. I mean, a double the other night and then a home run in the same game in, in um in San Francisco. Just unreal to watch him hit every day. I, I'm like blown away every time he hits a home run because it just continues to happen. But Chaz McCormick, over the last month is like right there 214 wrc plus in the month of july a 356 average six home runs insane 49 percent hard hit rate a 20 percent barrel rate this month like he's doing everything right at the plate and you're right clay it's about time we give him some credit because from a fantasy perspective too he's adding stolen bases three stolen bases this month so yeah how much is he owned in, in espn right now 30 something I say go grab him because the outfield the outfield depth on the waivers right now is really, really poor. Yeah, and we talked about Sal Freelick a, a little bit. He's another name that I had, but I think we've already touched on him a little bit. Like he's been I'm okay. Since... Excited by him. Neither am I, but like I'm just to paint a picture of how thin the depth can be on the waiver wire at this time of the year. Um, and in the outfield, like Chaz McCormick, if he's there, I would, I'd snag him. Yeah, man. I mean, especially if you, I am a Jorge Soler owner and I'm beginning to get really frustrated with Jorge. Yeah, we Soler. knew it would come. We, I mean, it always does in the month of July, 95 plate appearances. He's hitting 224 with only two home runs, seven RBIs, not much else to go for that. I mean, it's just, it's been really poor and I've been waiting for him to turn around because he's still hitting second in the Marlins lineup. I'm like the run production is going to come at some point, but it just hasn't. So yeah, that could be a really good Solaire replacement for me. Um, Clay, the player, the, the, I, I have two guys that I want to kind of shit on a little bit. And I have two guys that I think are really good ads right now. And the first ad is a player that I've loved for so long. I'm going to see if you can guess him. He's a player that came back on the 4th of July from an IL stint. And since then is hitting 259 with a 368 on base percentage and a 500 slugging percentage, striking out just 16% of the time walking 11% of the time, three home runs, five doubles, and two stolen bases to his name over the last month. Um, not hitting the ball super hard, 34% hard hit rate, but pulling the ball a lot, 63% pull rate this month. He's activating it. He's a left-handed hitting second baseman. Oh, gosh. In the AL. Um, Three, two. Luis Renifra? No, Brandon Lau, a familiar um. friend, an old friend. And he's back in this, the middle of this raised lineup. He's not really, he, he's hitting anywhere from third, fourth, fifth, or sixth in this raised lineup right now, sometimes lead off, but he's hitting all over it. Um, but like I said, not hitting the ball super hard, but pulling it and activating that power and not yeah. striking out. That's the biggest thing because when Brandon Lau earlier in the season and even last season, when he was struggling, he was striking out, you know, 25, 30% of the time, which for him is problematic this, this month, not striking out. So he's not owned in a lot of like in a lot of leagues, 50% ownership in Yahoo. I'm sure a lot less than that in ESPN. And this is a player that, you know, has the potential to be a really, really damn good baseball player when he's healthy. And I think we might be seeing a, a little bit more healthy version of Brandon Lau right now. So I would run and pick him up. I like that pick. Um, do you want to go on with your, your others that, yeah. Do you want me to, to crap on a guy real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
it's the Cal Quantrill of this year. I keep going back and forth on who the Cal Quantrill of this year is, but it, it is it is none other than JP France. Ooh. So dating back to June 1st, Clay, JP France owns a 2.34 ERA. He has a 2.87 ERA on the season, but a 2.34 ERA since June 1st, fifth best in baseball over that span. He has a 3.91 FIP and a 5.23 Sierra in that span. And he owns the second lowest strikeout rate in baseball over that span. A freaking 11% strikeout rate over that span. Like ridiculously low. He has a fastball that he throws 42% of the time with an 11% whiff rate. And a cutter is his second pitch, which he throws nearly 30% of the time, 17% whiff rate. So 70% of his arsenal is not getting whiffs. But somehow he has defied all the odds. He's been allergic to giving up home runs since June 1st. The eighth lowest home runs per nine in baseball has not been giving up extra base hits as well. You look at it um, on baseball savant by pitch type like he doesn't give up any doubles either. It's crazy. All he gives up is singles and he gets out of jams um, without striking anybody out. I can't explain it and I can't even sit here and be like, He's going to stop performing next week because he week after week throws seven innings, eight innings with four, three or four strikeouts and like eight <laughs> hits against and somehow escapes these jams. But it's amazing. So I'm not saying go pick him up because I do think there are bad times on the horizon for JP France. I just wanted to highlight how lucky he has been getting all season long. Um, at some point, it's going to kick him in the butt because you just cannot be striking out you know, 11, 12% of batters walking 7% and just be, be a sustainable pitcher in this league, unless you're getting ground balls at a 70% clip or something. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, I'm going to give you a name to, to look up while I talk about a different name. Okay. Sure. Brandon Williamson of the Reds. I want you to just look him up and I'm going to talk about Kinta Maeda. Now Maeda gave up a he, he had a 10-run outing this season, a 10-earned run outing. So as you can imagine, a guy who doesn't, although recently he's been going a little bit deeper into games, his ERA is not great, great, but he had a four-run outing as well. All other outings have been three or less, six of those outings, two or less. He's been effective. Like, he's no he's no longer the Maeda of, you know, years ago when – when he was um, with the Dodgers and whatnot. But I think that he's an effective kind of just baseline. You need either a streamer, you need kind of somebody near the end of your roster type. Like, I like Maeda. Dude, in six outings, since that tenor and run outing against the Yankees, he has a 2.48 ERA, a 2.79 FIP. He's striking out 12 per nine and walking three per nine. That is some elite stuff. And you know what I love, Clay? I actually haven't even checked out Kenta Maeda. I went to his baseball savant page, and what a beautiful sight this is. You look at a pitcher who is now 35 years old, does not have the velocity that he once did, right? He's throwing the ball 90 miles an hour. Fastball is 90 miles an hour. But guess what he did? He said, you know what? I'm not going to throw the fastball anymore. He's throwing his slider as his primary 35% of the time. He's throwing a split finger as basically a second primary 33% of the time. Both of those pitches are getting whiff rates above 30%. So he said, you know what? I'm just going to throw my best pitches all the time. What a brilliant idea that is, Kenta Maeda. And then he's throwing his fastball kind of as a secondary 21% of the time, still getting a Brick ton of whiffs on that 26% whiff rate on that pitch. Um, it's getting to get getting hit hard, but who cares? I 
Clay, what a find. What a find. I, I'm running to pick him up um, because he has just been amazing. Um, do you know the ownership in Yahoo? Or I mean in ESPN? Um, I do not, but I can pull it up very quickly. Yeah, I know that, that it's, it's been trending up a little bit recently. Um, give me just one second. Uh, Brandon no Williamson. Worries. Brandon Williamson. For the Reds. He has been so much better recently. And the weird thing about him, Colby, and only somebody like a Reds fan like me would know this, like he had, I think, two or three back-to-back-to-back outings that were rain delays. So like the Baltimore outing when he was at Baltimore, uh, only went two innings, gave up three runs. The ball, like he could not grip it. And he had one, he was doing so well in the first, second inning, ended up getting delayed at the end, gave up three runs in that inning because of it. But he has been a much better pitcher. A little bit shaky to start the year, a little bit shaky in AAA, but I mean, he's gone up against the Padres, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and has allowed two or less runs and has not allowed more than three runs since back at the beginning of June. Um, He's not striking a ton of guys out, but I think he's definitely a streaming option and a deeper league option right now. Um, So yeah, Brandon Williamson kind of out of nowhere. I'm not like, 100% confident in him still. That's why I'm putting him. I'm like 30% confident. Uh, the fastball velocity has gone up about quite a bit. Um, it was 91. Now it's up around 94. Yeah. 91.4 miles an hour in May, 92.7 in June and 93.3 in July. Um, the, the whiff rates haven't ticked up, but he has been giving up less hard contact against that pitch. I still don't love that he's just a a fastball cutter guy for the most part. I wish that he mixed in his other pitches, like mixed in a changeup more. I think as a lefty, that would help him a ton if he, mm-hmm. he could utilize a changeup to righties. But I don't think that he he's really been able to find the zone with that pitch. But 31.6% whiff rate on that changeup. I wish he threw it a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm not confident on Brandon Williamson yet. But again, he's 25, a 25 year old rookie that I think could develop into being a, a solid pitcher. Um, he's just not striking out enough guys for me yet. And he really didn't strike out enough guys in the minor leagues as well. So I don't know. I'm not too excited about Williamson, but I think as a streaming option, you're right. The Reds are so hot as well that they seem to just win baseball games and, and get people wins. So not the worst, especially if he's on the road. Maeda, 28% owned in ESPN. Hey, I'm running to pick him up if he's available in one of my leagues. That's a great find, Clay. Probably the find of, of the season for you. Like, seriously, that's a really, really that. good find. No, like this late in the season, man, I it is hard. It is it really, is. really hard to find guys that can, um, you know, turn like be that big of an impact. Um, My last waiver pickup this week, and then I'm going to crap on one more guy is Justin Lawrence, who has now taken over the closer role for Colorado. Uh, Now that Pierce Johnson was traded to Atlanta, he has a 2.94 ERA and a a 2.87 X ERA and a 3.19 FIP on the season. Picked up seven saves so far this season. Um, He did. He's coming off of a disaster outing. He gave up three or three or four earned run in his last outing gave a, a, his first home run in a long time, but that just happens. That's called being a reliever um, at all, right? It's going to happen. But despite that still has an ERA under three and Fangraphs projects him to have eight saves down the stretch. So if you're in need of a closer, uh, Justin Lawrence is a damn good one. Like this isn't just some guy that, 
the Rockies are now putting in the ninth inning who isn't good, but might pick up some saves. Like Justin Lawrence is a very good pitcher that now has the opportunity to pick up some saves. So definitely go run and get him. He was only like 25% owned in Yahoo leagues and you know how it is with ESPN. So yeah, definitely yeah. somebody to look out for. Yeah. In terms of saver saves, like this is the time to pick up saves. If you, for whatever reason, need them right now, you didn't draft. Well, I haven't picked up others. Like, we're going to see new closers entering into roles, and another one's Gregory Santos for the White Sox, a guy who I just picked up, 1.1% owned in ESPN, 2.63 ERA, only two saves on the year, with a save coming on the 28th of this month. So um, he's in that role now. And I know the White Sox are not going to win a ton of games, but I like Santos a lot, averaging about a strikeout in inning, only 11 walks across 51 and um one third innings so he's an option as well hopefully justin lawrence doesn't get traded um he could but the rockies probably aren't going to trade someone with that much control right i don't think i would, I would hope not knowing they how they operate baseballs yeah. um but yeah i mean the gregory santos oscar colos led white Sox might win five games down the stretch and gregory santos might close out those five games so be on the lookout for gregory santos why don't you why don't you talk negative about a player? Then I have two other players and a note, and then we'll get out of here. Sounds good, brother. All right. Clay, let's see if you can guess this pitcher. This pitcher started the year with a two ERA over his first six starts. Then right. he gave up six or more earned runs in five of eight starts, which was good for a 12.82 ERA over those eight starts. Then in his last five starts, he has a 2.1 ERA, but he might have a 2.1 ERA, but he has a 4.72 FIP in those five starts and a 4.99 Sierra is only striking out 15% of batters. You cannot fool me. I'm familiar with this man's game. You cannot fool me. Who is this pitcher? What former Red Sox pitcher is this is what you're saying? No, no. Who is it? Just tell me. I you really know don't I... know who this is? No. Graham Ashcraft. Oh my gosh, yeah. Seriously. I, um, oh. Man, here's the thing about Graham Ashcraft. The sinker was something that really helped him get ground balls throughout his career, and it's just like not there this year. So for me, it's a bit concerning. Yeah, he. you just can't fool me, man. You can't have a two ERA for six starts, but bad peripherals, then have legitimately the worst stretch of pitching I have maybe ever seen. I don't know if I've ever seen a pitcher have a 12.82 ERA across eight starts. That's insane. And then the next five, two ERA, you know, getting outs any way he can, but he's not striking anybody out and plays in a horrible home ballpark. I cannot trust you, Graham Ashcraft. You cannot fool me. I'm not picking you up. Do not pick him up. Hey, Coley, um, you know a lot more about this than me. His pitches across the board are getting a lot less vertical movement this season, but his spin rate, average spin rate is up. What what happens when that happens? Explain that to me. Well, or is that just a, a weird thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a very drastic change. So, yeah, you're looking at vertical movement versus average by season. Last season on his... We'll just use, I mean, slider, maybe he just, I think he changed the slider this year to be less of a sweeper and more of like that cutter-ish thing. I don't know. Let's see what the movement yeah. is on that slider. 
Um, okay, slider Whoa. last year. Yep, Clay. So like last year, slider had 40 inches of vertical drop. Um, this year only 36 inches of vertical drop. So he created more of a sweeper slider this year more than that like dropper that he had mm-hmm. last year. Uh, which and he's throwing it harder this year, 88 miles an hour. I mean, he only has two speeds. That's the problem. Yeah. Very They're hard. Both, yeah, I'm I'm not I think he's a bullpen guy eventually, but Last two guys I have in a note. I'll just go ahead and do the note. Ranger Suarez, don't love him, but a two-start week, which I know is valuable in some leagues, against it's at Miami and home against Kansas City. That could be one that works for you. He's not owned in a ton of leagues, less than 25% in ESPN. That's something that could work out in July. Or excuse me, in June, he did not have an outing over one earned run. July... Five earned runs, three, three, four, four. So, like, you're hoping you can get two quality starts here this week from Ranger Suarez. That's the note. The two players, Luis Camposano for the Padres, 16 games this year, 296, 316, 463, two home runs. Jonah Himes on the IL. You need a catcher. Luis Camposano is probably the best available one out there, except unless you're playing with, like, a – I know what you're going to say, Jansen, aren't you? No, but he's oh, really I good. You I was going to – actually, Jansen's a good option too. I was going to say Alejandro Kirk as well. Kirk's been heating up over the last, like, few weeks, man. Tim Anderson um, power. Over this last month, Kirk's hitting 294. So that's the Kirk we know and love. I mean, not a lot of run production to go along with it, but if you really need a desperate catcher, Kirk, Campusano, Jansen even, I like it. I have Henry Davis right now. Henry Davis um, ripping. Last player I want to talk about, and this is why I wore this beautiful Fenway Park shirt, which I bought at Fenway a couple weeks ago, Nick Pavetta. And here's why I love Nick Pavetta. Because if you were in, so he was a starter, and Colby can speak to this a lot more, but I'm just kind of giving the background. Starter now in a more of a reliever role, and there's times he comes in, for one inning. There's times he comes in and pitches six innings after an opener. And he's getting these bulk innings. And if you're in a league like I'm in where you can only have 12 starts in a week, if you can kind of figure out when he's going to pitch, um, who's the lefty that they've started? Bernardino or something? Brennan Bernardino opens for usually an inning. And then Pavetta will come in and he's been starting basically after the opener. So yes, like in that's his what I'm last... saying three outings. I mean, three of his last four outings, five innings, six innings, five innings. He also had, has been striking out 15 per nine over his last 24 innings. Like he's legitimately been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last month, which is insane to say, I'm glad you brought up Nick Pavetta because I didn't want to be the Homer Red Sox fan that did well, no, 1.85 ERA over the last month. Like insane. The, the reason I love it is because you can manipulate the system. If you're limited on starts, you can more or less get a starting pitcher without accounting against your start total. So it's kind of a unique roster management tool to pick him up and use him whenever he's going to play that kind of secondary starter, whatever we want to call it. That's a great point, Clay. Great point. Glad you brought him up because I was looking today and I was like, I really want to talk about Pavetta. Go Sox. Go Sox. Great episode, my man. Um, We'll talk to you next time. That'll do it today. Just Fantasy Baseball. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you soon. Adios. Adios.